Welcome to Fundamentally Drained Podcast with your hosts, Father Everett Lees, Father Tom Dahlman, and Justin Dixon. Three Christians exploring Christianity from a perspective other than the fundamental view from which we have become fundamentally drained. We'll begin the conversation and you take it from there. Today we will venture back into, I guess it's ongoing series now, dun, 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 of what we believe and um, my understanding by my calculations as I get my fingers out as this is episode four. And um, so in our recapping, kind of, I was thinking about this and we have like, um, I kind of counted it up and we have 17 episodes that will be part of this series and uh, I'm thinking you know I was like oh well we can recap and kind of walk through as Everett had pointed out that it all kind of builds on one another and I'm like that's the 17th episode we'll just all be recap (laughs) so we'll have to shorten the recap but um, in recapping right now so we began we were created out of love and with true love there must be freedom we were given freedom and made the wrong choices. God revealed to the Israelites that God was the creator of all things and that all creation is good and all humans are made in God's image. Uh, God chose the Israelites through Abraham to be God's people and they would bring all nations to God. A covenant was made and 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 God's will for humanity is expressed in our topic today. Actually, that was much quicker and easier than I thought. (laughs) And so in our topic today is the 10 or what our topic today is, is the 10 commandments, the 10 commandments still very popular and very controversial today. Why is that Tom (laughs) throw you on the spot immediately? Why are they popular and controversial? Yes. Sorry, I didn't mean to do that. Everett, you feel free to hop in. <laughs> Go, Everett. Well, so I think that as as faith in the public square is changing, um, I think that there is this reaction by some segments of the Christian population to say, oh, we need to have these reminders of our faith posted everywhere um, sort of to kind of mark our territory, mm. and <laughs> interesting and, and, use of phrase there. And Ten Commandments is often one of those. And so the argument now, the argument that's this is this is where Stanley Hauerwas has some some good stuff. Um, one of the most frequent arguments that's made for posting, say, Ten Commandments in courthouses, um, which has been controversial within the courts is that you will have Christians who say, oh, well, the Ten Commandments are just some good rules to live life by, and you know they really apply to any religious uh, mm. belief system. Um, and, and that's their way of trying to get away, get around establishment clause. Mm. Um, but Hauerwas says that's the most ridiculous thing ever because... <laughs> They they're they're particular. They're particular to a, to a tradition, and they're particular to um, they they have particular meaning. It's not just general rules. It's rules for the people who are in relationship with the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. 
Interesting. I, I, that's good. That's good. I, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate it. it's interesting that people who want this to be done to their, to do this above and beyond, um, what do you say, other faiths, let's say, they're actually discounting what they are and what they mean in attempts to get their way is what I hear right there. So that's, that's really interesting. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so, Tom, I'll give you an easy one. I'll, I'll, I'll pitch one up here for you. Um, why don't you explain how the Ten Commandments were presented in... <laughs> I don't know what to say now. Um, the Old Testament, also known as the Hebrew Scriptures, also known as the Jewish Scriptures. <laughs> what do you mean, how they were presented? Give us the story, dude. Mount oh. Sinai, Moses. Oh, okay, God. so... Uh... Well, you just did it. Oh, I'm sorry. Mount Sinai, Moses, finger of God. I'll erase that out. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, they, what? They went out into the wilderness, and uh, Moses went up on the mountain and brought the tablets down. He took too long doing it. The people thought he was dead, and they set up idols. Moses saw it, got mad, broke him, had to go back up there and do it again. And uh, Do you think that in it. between them breaking the first time, I mean, do you, do you think anything was changed? <laughs> I, I do. I think it was nine the first time. And then, <laughs> and then it was added the uh, don't have other gods before me because of the whole idol thing. Ooh, just, nice. just kidding. Just kidding. Nice. If I have to walk up this mountain again, so be... Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so the uh, this just dawned on me. The uh, Tree of Life video just came out from Bible Project. Gosh, I am going to mention them every time. Sorry. But uh, it actually touches on uh, idols and things like that. So I'll. Uh, that's a good one. Um, this podcast is sponsored by That's Bible right. Project. That's right. I'm actually getting paid. <laughs> I went to Portland recently and visited them and... They hired me. Um, would you mention us? So, okay, so the Ten Commandments. Uh, and so the part of the, the covenant uh, was given, was made, sorry, uh, was made with Abraham. And then we move on through various family, uh, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. We go to Egypt. The people come out of Egypt. They cross the Red Sea, go to Sinai, and then... Um, the Ten Commandments are presented. And uh, so why so long in between the covenant of Abraham and this did the Ten Commandments get relayed? There was there no rules in the beginning? <laughs> Were there, uh, it's funny I say rules, but was there anything given to Abraham that was a set of guidelines and what to do and how to do it, as opposed to you're just going to be as numerous, you know, family's going to be as numerous descendants, sorry, it's going to be as numerous as the stars. Well, as the verse book, book of Hebrews says, at, depending on the translation, at various times, sundry ways, God in times past spoke to us through uh, the father's, and then through the prophets, and now in these last days, he has spoken to us through the Son. Hmm. So, the, I, I mean, and they used to, I don't really think, I don't know that it's great theology, but they used to talk about these three eras of Christian, I mean, of the God's history of God's <laughs> people, the patriarchs, 
to which we could probably include matriarchs, but the God spoke to the heads of families, and then God spoke to um, Moses, God spoke to the prophets, God spoke to the son, that sort of thing. So, I, I mean, they were clearly, it was, a covenant is different than um, a legal code, obviously, and there's a covenant with Abraham, but then right. this was something else. Okay. This and so, what was this? What <laughs> let's let's go into that. So this was something else, and this was the beginning of. Um, can I say law? Maybe. Um, I guess. I guess. Anyway, so Torah. I totally misquoted Hebrews. Just forget what I said. Nice. <laughs> And if you want a, the correct translation uh, quote, look yeah. that up. Um, so yeah. check out the Bible Project's video. <laughs> how, to, how to properly quote the scriptures. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so there are 633 laws in Leviticus, something like that. Is that right? Something? Yes. Why are these 10? Why do they stand out? Why are they... You know why are we? Why do we key in on them, and um, what do they represent? Pick any part of that four-part question and go with it, Everett. He wasn't listening. They're easy, <laughs> no, to, I, easy I, to remember. I mean, no, it's a great, it's a great question. I mean, I, I think that if you look at these, I think this is sort of a, uh, a summary of law, and, and, and. I think what happens to some degree in Leviticus is that they're trying to figure out how to sort of apply these laws. Okay, so what does it mean to keep the Sabbath? And so, well, then we have to figure out, you know, what is allowed on the Sabbath and what's not allowed on the Sabbath. Um, What does it mean to covet your, you know, your neighbor's possessions? Well, okay, so let's talk about what is coveting and what is not coveting. So, I, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to say that it's, you know, direct sort of commentary on it, but I think Leviticus is trying to figure out how does how does these things play out in real in 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 our everyday life, um, and that's in in some sense that's what Jesus is arguing about, right? So when he sits there and he, ta- he has arguments about Sabbath law, what's what's the purpose behind Sabbath? What's the rules behind Sabbath? Hmm. Um, so I don't know that they're necessarily in conflict with one another, but 10 is a whole lot easier to remember than 632. <laughs> Good point. I like that. I like that. Um, yeah. It's interesting. And then, of course, I mean, you can't go this episode without saying that, you know, Jesus summarized. Um, and so then, uh, love God, love your neighbor. Sorry, I meant to say that. And then, uh, so something else, too, that I went, uh, probably you could say, most of my life uh, not knowing was that there were two parts to the Ten Commandments. Tom, would you like to talk about those? Sure. Duty to, um, well, it's in the Catechism, but it says one is our duty to God and one is our duty to our neighbors. So the first four four um 
our duty to God, the next, the rest of them are about our duty to our neighbors. And so that's why Jesus, um, I'm just pitching the easy woods up for you, Tom. <laughs> I guess, I guess I could have said that myself, but so, it, it, and back to why Jesus summarizes the law, um, in love God and love neighbor, right? Because this is, I mean, that's one of those, that was one of those like, you know, brain explosion moments for me. It's like, <gasps> there's four for God and six for neighbors. So, Which Jesus summed up. I mean, he said, love the Lord, your God, love your neighbor as yourself. This is, you know, the summary of the law, which you say in the right one liturgy every Sunday. All right. But, so, but yeah. So let's apply. So, uh, all right. I want to open it up for a second before we kind of dive into more detail here, but does anyone have anything else specific to outside of the details of the 10 commandments themselves that you wanted to share? That's going to blow our mind about the 10 commandments. Anything? I did not. Bueller. All right, let's jump in. I mean, I just, I, oh, I, the, oh, oh, go ahead. Uh, just to go back to the Hauerwas thing is, <laughs> it is, is for us to understand that how rooted this is in, in that covenanted relationship. Okay. And um, we talked a little bit about that before, that these are not just abstract rules of life, um, but they have, a, they, they make sense only in the context of a relationship with a particular God. Okay. That's an, and perfect segue. So, um, and go ahead. If you're coming out of the evangelical world, you're listening to this podcast, wondering what you believe and you have any kind of reformed background or any kind of background influenced by Lutheran theology, like church of Christ, Calvinism, you're going to say, uh, that, we don't have to follow the Ten Commandments because mm. Jesus came to, you know, the old law was nailed to the cross. So there's a big number and in, in amount of the Christian world which would say that's not a thing for Christians. And it's ironic that a lot of those people who their theology would say we don't have to follow these because we're Christians are the ones who are putting them on courthouse steps. And what does that mean? I mean, one of them is thou shall not kill. <laughs> right. You know? What What does it mean we and, want to follow them? Well, they're, because they have this theology that... It's old law. Yeah, that confuses the law, the whole law of God with the handwriting of ordinances that was against Gentiles in Paul's language. But... Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, I have not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. And he said, anyone who says you don't have to follow them will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I mean, it seems pretty explicit that would you, these things are not passing away. Would you like to go on record and, and use p potentially for the first time that the Bible speaks for itself in that <laughs> in that one? <laughs> As we used to say growing up, means what it or says what it means means what, what it says. Yeah, <laughs> I'm taken to the guy that you talked about in one of episodes um, about him ripping out like the book of Jonah and, and throwing it on the floor Jonah, or something yeah. like that. If this is all false, then right. Uh, 
Be careful what you go on record to say as we record a podcast that's on the internet. Um, okay, so um, I thought we would kind of just cruise through these a little bit. Now, the interesting thing, too, is in the outline of faith here, um, it actually <clears throat> it does a... Uh, oh, lost the word. It doesn't list the Ten Commandments, but it explains them a little bit. And so it goes into our duty uh, to God and <laughs> duty. Um, <laughs> we just lost viewers, listeners. Um, our duty is to believe in and trust in God. And so the first four, so, and I've got the Ten Commandments open on page, whatever, 350 here. But it says to, uh, to love and obey God and to bring others to know him. And I believe that is uh, alongside the first Ten Commandment, which is, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of bondage. You shall have no other gods but me. To love and obey God and to bring others to know him. Do you agree with that explanation? (laughs) Jesus said this is what it is, you know. Love, Love the Lord your God and then love your neighbor as yourself. But then these are the expansion of everything. This is what it means. I mean, this is those two things broken out. Okay. The other These was, are the details. The other is no idols, uh, number two. No idols, which we know in... And, um, and I mean, you, you use idols, and, and you've heard, I'm sure, sermons or whatever it is about what we put in front of ourselves in the Sermon on the Mount. It's covered, you know, like... Um, no, no, no one should serve two masters, manna, and so on and so on about idols. Um, and then we have actual physical idols that we have, like in the Exodus, uh, book of Exodus and things like that. Uh, number the golden calf. Yes, that's right. So, uh, number three, I've got to jump to a little bit because Tom, you've talked about this before. So this is God's name in vain. It says you shall not invoke with malice the name of the Lord, your God, um, to, and, and they summarized, explained it, sorry, as to show God respect in thought, word, and deed. Tom, explain to us what taking the Lord's name in vain really means, please. If I don't think we've done that before on here. Oh, we have. Have we? Okay. Trying, yeah, we did, a, we did a whole podcast episode on it. No, we did um, not. Yes, well, we did. It, what we, did it? A, we did a long person, section. Person and drinking and smoking and chewing and... Oh, Red that one? Oh, bald. okay. Oh, I didn't know we covered it there. Okay, keep it short, Tom. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I'm trying to remember what I said at that time. <laughs> it was brilliant. Or I was. Go back and listen. We can just yes. say that. <laughs> um, I think I think you talked about the difference between, like, like we often relegate it to taking the Lord, like saying the Lord's name in vain. Um versus like cursing somebody in their name oh yeah yeah was that it yes okay that's cool if we've covered it before i don't want to rehash it so um and then sorry i haven't had enough coffee yet just all right get a straw so then remember the sabbath and it says uh and their explanation is to set aside regular times for worship prayer and study of god's ways um that's not how i know sabbath sabbath is rest Everett, why why did they choose to explain it that way? What does that mean? Well, I mean, so I I think um, 
I mean, I think that's sort of what, you know, what people would do on, on Sabbath. You know, they worshiped, they prayed, and it was a reflection upon God's ways. I mean, I think that's... So I've that's always understood... The this. reason you rested on the Sabbath was because that was the day. Part of the rest was worship. I know worship doesn't feel like rest to you and me because mm. we work there. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yep. Okay. But you know, uh, Tevia in um, Fiddler on the Roof, he said, I wish I was a rich man so I could sit with the learned men and read the books of Moses and discuss them with the rabbi. Ooh. That was his, that was his idea of, of rest, hmm. not Tradition. having to labor every day. What was that, E? Tradition. <laughs> it's uh, inter- <clears throat> it a good Fiddler on the Roof reference there. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I haven't thought about that. Which, which, right? We do, you know, seventh day worship, um, and I guess that's actually eighth day worship. <laughs> I'm gonna get all go all over the place here. My bad. Um, and so I've always thought of Sabbath as rest, and and of course, just like we think of other things, we <clears throat> bring them to our modern times of what rest means, taking a break or a vacation and things like that. So that that's what was in my head. Okay, so um, any other thoughts on the first four? I'm not trying to go through each one of these. I just wanted to actually touch on some of those because I had questions about them. <laughs> I can't think of any other thing to say. Okay, so let's move on to what is the duty to our neighbors. And um, does anything stand out in these that you want to talk about? <laughs> That's a terrible host question, but I mean, it's just just the fact that it's lacking in our world today. Mm, okay. What's What's interesting for um, as we're when we record this on February the nineteenth, the Sunday prior, we get um, we had a portion of the Sermon on the Mount, right? In which Jesus says, "You know, you have heard it said, do not murder, do not commit adultery.'" And he expands the definitions and meanings of those. So murder is hating somebody. Um, or that it begins with it begins with the thought or the feeling. So um, adultery begins with, you know, sort of the roving eye. Um, and so he he makes the law even tougher rather than easier. But is but but under these Ten Commandments, did not the other 623 commandments come from them? In the yes. Right? So yeah. they, um, the Israelites were already discussing and developing these um, through God, you know, through presented by God through Levit- in the book of Leviticus, and attempting to not just live with the simplicity of what these are. Well, what does that really mean, as you said, to to uh, not covet, uh, or not as you said, but anyway, to not covet my neighbor's prize bull, <laughs> whatever. Um, and so it was explained. You can tell Justin's from Haskell. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> and, so, and so there were attempts at explaining these further, just like anything that we do, there's not just one layer. And so I think that um, what Jesus did in the Sermon on the Mount and um, was drilled down to, and as what you said, is to what most of these things 
Sorry, not most. Uh, a lot of this can be pointed at anger. You could hang some of these on anger and uh, jealousy and things like that. But I wanted to tease it out because uh, in our world, too, is, is like we can put up a facade of being a good person. Well, I'm a good person because I held a door open for someone, but then I go and turn around and cheat on my taxes and, and backstab people and gossip and things like that, right? And so Jesus dove into this further um, in that world of like, well, you've heard it said this. Well, how about this? And putting it right in their face as, you know, we need to pay attention to that, translated the context into our own world and how we see ourselves um, it's kind of one of those things like if you're not honest with yourself, then what's the point of being honest with others? Um, so. Amen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's, and two, um, I don't want to rehash the Sermon on the Mount. Man, it's good stuff. Um, <laughs> I, I'm sorry if I've mentioned this 12 times. Apparently I can't remember anything right now, but um, I'm reading Divine Conspiracy by Dallas Willard and the Sermon on the Mount uh, dive that he does into that. It's just extraordinary. And he talks about how Jesus walks through the Sermon on the Mount and, and, and talking about, I mean, really, he's reflecting on Ten Commandments. And each portion of that, Jesus is picking it out in the Sermon on the Mount. I don't know if, if I recognize that he's relating back to this always. Um, but it just does a good explanation of what would be modern context for us and how anger and contempt and all these, you know, jealousy and all these things build into what Jesus is actually trying to define and for us to recognize in ourselves and stop, as he says, wrecking, trying to recognize it in others. Um, it's tough to love our neighbors. <laughs> All right, we're getting close to the end here. Um, what what can we wrap up, or what have you not said? This is becoming a regular question about the Ten Commandments that you wanted to today. I'll let someone jump in, whoever wants to. I would just say that it's hard. We used to have porches on the front of our house. Now they're on the back of our house, Ooh. surrounded by our privacy fence. We are taught to fear our neighbors. We're taught that fear is a moral virtue, and so it's pretty hard, but that every Sunday in our liturgy, we say, God, please do not forgive me unless I forgive those who have sinned against me, which seems like a rough thing to say, but every, if we are not in right relationship with our neighbor and our community, we cannot be, cannot be in right relationship with God. So it's pretty important that we know our neighbors, that we have community, and that we are interacting with them. Hmm. And I don't just mean the people that live next door to you, but all around you. Good. Everett? Well, since Tom went the holy way, I'm going to go the snarky way as per <laughs> my... Um, my personality type uh, in, in Oklahoma a few years ago, there was a big move uh, in the state legislature to support um, the 10 commandments and, and courthouses. And one of the Oklahoma city news media went and interviewed the guy who was pushing for it. And they asked him if he could name the 10 commandments and he could not. Oh. Um, so, 
my I think that you should have to be able to recall the Ten Commandments <laughs> if you want to post them in public spaces. <laughs> uh, Although I have to tell you, if I had a camera in front of my face, I might forget oh, my name. Yeah, stress so. brings. I mean, stress like that brings on you know memory loss immediately. I mean, it, whatever you're put on the spot, that's what the phrase came from, right? Oh, uh, you know. So at least you can we, at least listener. Now you know they're broken into parts. Four for God, six for your neighbor. At least that would help a little bit. <laughs> in case you're ever uh, in front of the law or the media. <laughs> Gosh. Um, so I was just thinking uh, myself, and I'm like, okay, so what, what do I do with the Ten Commandments? Because outside of uh, reading through this in preparation for this episode, um, it, it is, it's not something that it's daily or even weekly or monthly in my life. And, um, thinking about it and the explanations that are used on, uh, in the outline of faith, if we were, if I were to sit down and just thinking about this, going through my days activities and reading back through these and how my interactions went with my neighbors and things like, and, and, and along those lines, I would say that I don't pay attention to the Ten Commandments, um, and so uh, anyway, there's a there's an exercise for myself that came out of this. I hope that you all enjoy this episode, and thank you for listening to this series. We will pick it up with episode two, three, four, got my fingers five next week, and may the peace of the Lord be always with you. Thanks for joining us today. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at at fun drain pod we'd love to hear your comments on our episodes and also suggest future episode topics also if you enjoy what we're doing go on to itunes and give us a review please thanks a lot